You are listening to Sports with the Wise Man. today mike white is the savior number one week 12 we had some wild games jacksonville and jacksonville baltimore jacksonville the 67 yard field goal which was almost made oh yeah and right now we got the steelers colts happening live actually right now i believe the steelers are winning with a nice pick in the middle and we had we have obj coming to the new york football giants to visit them on thursday <laughs> something big not he actually had a story recently on miami one of his crazy stories that he always has and that actually lessened my excitement for him to come but we will get into it all today as you know we come out with one every monday night thursday night tonight's monday night we come out with one monday night thursday night and what you guys don't know yet twice a month we will have a guest for you guys twice a month so expect twice a month on a tuesday we'll confirm that but twice a month we will be having a guest. Now let's get to the goal stuff. We're going to start off with my, with not mine, unfortunately. Why did I even say that? Actually, I'm not into them, but the Mike White, New York football Jets. I'm a Giants fan, but let's get into the Jets as they have in, I mean, best case scenario, honestly, a little problem was with the defense in the first quarter, but mostly a best case scenario. Mike White has, is 22 out of 28 in the passing. 315 passing yards and three passing, passing touchdowns. Zero interceptions or fumbles. And what a game for the New York Jets was. Even the running game, this new guy night, they benched Robinson. And look how it turned out. 69 yards, 14 carries, average 4.9 for a yard. Johnson had, was running away, breaking tackles left and right. And Michael Carter had a decent game. The checkdowns that Mike White was doing, was something that Zach Wilson has been doing for a long time and people have been waiting for him to do it. Garrett Wilson, he came to life. Two touchdown catches. I believe he's had four touchdown catches coming into the season. Guess who is not? He had Joe Flacco thrown to. And he had this guy, Mike White, thrown to. Guess who only threw him one or zero? I don't even know if he threw him any touchdown catches. But Zach Wilson, maybe even, I don't know, I don't think he threw Garrett Wilson a touchdown pass this entire season. Mike White just proved to you that he is the number one quarterback on the New York Jets. Forget about Zach Wilson. Forget about the guy which couldn't even throw two yards in a freaking second half of a football game last year. I mean, last week. Forget about him. Elijah Moore showed you that now when he has a normal quarterback playing, as of now he looks very normal to me, if not above average. He'll have 64 catching yards on two receptions and one touchdown. Averaging 32 yards per catch. Everyone on this team got revived. This offense from an embarrassment last week, which happens once a decade. I mean, that was a once in a decade thing. That was a thing that most quarterbacks don't go through. That was a terrible quarterback game, which... Very rarely happens. It's pro- it might be. It might be. I'm sorry to say this, Jets fans. Well, now it's good. But it might be what happened last week to you when you got embarrassed by New England. That arguably might be the worst quarterback performance in a half. Probably is. In the last 10, 20 years. 
when the Jets were winning until the, the New England games, the, the reason why they were winning was not Zach Wilson. It was that defense. It was never Zach Wilson. He had not. He did not do nothing special. When he was quarterback, this offense was scattered. They didn't look so set up. They didn't look so functional. They didn't look so energated. Energetic. 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 When they had Zach Wilson. And, buddy, yes, you could say Mike White's only played three game, well, four games. Let's go through all the games. Last year, he has the ridiculous same, similar thing, just not the picks. A 415 passing yard game against a better defense. Everyone's going, Mike White is the savior. Then he goes to Indianapolis and has an amazing opening drive, but injures his hand. And then he plays a top five defense in the NFL and gets walloped, embarrassed, and ashamed. Preseason didn't go well this year. And then he plays this game and has another amazing game. So three out of the four games he's played went healthy. So it was the first drive. So two games plus a drive in another game. He did great. He did utterly great. Now, yes, he played a bad defense, but Zach Wilson wasn't doing that when he played a bad defense. He wasn't performing at this high level with 315 passing yards, doing the right checkdowns, throwing it away at the right time, throwing those touchdown passes, and doing all those things. When he was quarterback, they were, they were putting 16 points up. Mike White from now for sure has showed you that he'd be QB1. And even if they lose to Minnesota this week, which is very likely, and it also obviously depends how they lose. If they lose in a shootout, 40 to 37, Mike White's good as great. But even if he does bad, he's still going to be your quarterback. You need more reason to put Zach Wilson instead of him, which is... Honestly, he might have been the worst quarterback this season, Zach Wilson. I'm saying that straight up. Who did better than him? Even Mills had some good games. Zach Wilson has had none. He's not the reason why they won. Yes, a little in the Steelers game. And not even much in that. The dumb penalties that the Steelers made and the great defense of the Jets. Miami game? Their team had a freaking third-string quarterback playing. Denver, your defense carried you 100%. You're only touched when you're only plays was by Brees Hall, who's now injured. But then had a crazy, a nice 72-yard running touchdown. Well, anyways, it is very obvious who the savior for this Jets team is. It's Mike, it's Mike White. And for now, he's going to definitely be there. I can understand why everyone's excited. He had an electric game. The perfect, the first pass was an in, in a window, in tight window pass to Garrett Wilson. And everything right now about him, he had the best game you could have had coming in there. I mean, let's be honest, 315 passing yards, three touchdowns. It doesn't get better than that for now at the time being. And you should get excited. I mean, you got, but you got some big games coming ahead. And you're in a big division. Your entire division is a massive threat to the AFC playoffs. Bills probably make the division. Patriots are always in there. And they've shown they could beat you when they want to. I mean, they've been in all these games. They, they barely lost to Minnesota this week. On a Thursday night game. Miami, look at them. They walled the Texans. And yes, the Texans are a bad team, but they have shown that their offense is electric. And that's something new they've shown you. And it's only about, it's all, the only, the only thing right now is, I mean, and then you have the Jets in the middle of it. And it's going to be very hard to do it. But let's see if they can do it. Now, moving on to the rest of this week. Uh, 
this was a, actually a very interesting week with a lot of unex, with some unexpected wins, which no one thought was coming. Let's get right into them. As well, we already had the Bills beating the Lions in a tough one. The Giants getting beaten by the Cowboys, and the Vikings beating the Patriots by touchdown. Then we got Miami walloping the Texans. They were like winning twenty-seven zip at half, I think. And then the eh, Texans scored fifteen, but a fake fifteen garbage time points. Dolphins showed you they can wallop a team when it's bad. And that is an important key. Because there's some good teams which can only win in tight ways. Dolphins are going to wallop if they need to. You got Bengals, Titans. Bengals actually beat the Titans. Titans had a rough loss, a very big loss. Now both teams are 7-4, and four, and that division is up for grabs. And I'm starting to lean for the Cincinnati Bengals to win that one. Because why not? Why not? Why can't them? Why can the Bengals come and win? Then we got Broncos. The Panthers beat the Broncos in a 23-10 win with Sam Darnold. It's pretty meaningless because both teams stink, but good for them. Jets Bears. We just discussed that Jets wallop the Bears at home in a rainy game. So that by the way, last week when Zach Wilson says it's too rainy, it's too rainy. Mike White just showed you. I mean, it's too. Sorry. When, excuse me. When Zach Wilson said it was too windy, he just played in a pouring game, Mike White. So don't use the weather excuse. Commanders at Falc. Uh, Commanders. Falcons at Commanders. Commanders beat them 19-13. That defense on the way, the Commanders is starting to creep me out a little as the Giants play them coming up week. And they are as just as big of a threat coming out as they've been on a hot streak. Browns, one of the big upsets yesterday. Browns beat the Buccaneers at home. No one expecting. Buccaneers are winning the entire game 17-10. And then the Browns come in the last seconds and tie the game. And then Amari Cooper with a massive catch. The quarterback fell on the floor. And... The defense also came up big for the uh, for the Browns, especially their amazing defensive end, which is an exciting player. What's his name again? That amazing defensive player on the on the Browns in Miles Garrett, and he had some big sacks. He had a big sack on Brady late in that game. I mean, we can't deny it. he has been clutch. He had a clutch play in that game. He was a big part of the reason why they won. No doubt about that. And another crazy upset right after that, we had another big upset. Jacksonville, Baltimore, a weird game. And once again, for the 89th time this season, guess what happened? Baltimore collapsed in the final minutes. Once again, I mean, look at all these games. This Baltimore Ravens team could literally be 10-1. and I mean, they've lost the dumbest that that Miami game in week two. They were whooping that game by 45 miles. And they still found a way to lose. I mean, this Ravens team has been pathetic throughout the entire season. How many games did we see them this season just collapse? This defense has let down this offense on so many occasions. The Miami game. The Bills game. They were up by like, they were up 20 to 3. They were up by 14 in the third quarter, I believe. And they blew that one. The Giants game, hello, Lamar Jackson looking like a rookie, throwing a dump pick to Julian Love and then fumbling to Kayvon Thibodeau. They had, and they were up 10 in that quarter, the fourth quarter. I mean, so many of these games. And now, the Jacksonville game. That is already. Four wins they should have won. And they have not managed to be able to do it. Anyways, 
that was another, uh, that was actually a crazy game. And by the way, Trevor Lawrence has shown you that he is as good as in any great, solid NFL, not great, any good, solid NFL quarterback in this league. He has the entire package. He's cool in the moments. He has these great clutch passes. Forget about clutch. He has these great, solid passes, good accuracy, cool in the moment, clutch when you need to be. I love him. I'm very happy with him. And for all those people who started doubting him this year, you doubted him way too early because he just had a great game, and he's having a great season. Yes, that Jaguars team is going to be, right now, they are learning how to win. So they lose all these tight games like the Giants game. They should have won that game, but they didn't. And the Giants are the opposite. They're learning how to just win. They're, they're, they've been hanging on. They like the team which comes in the last second. Jaguars' the team was losing last second. But the Jaguars next year are going to be pretty dangerous, pretty skewingly dangerous. Then we had another upset, Raiders at the Seahawks, a big loss to the Seahawks as the Raiders come into Seattle with all the noise down, 34-27, late in the fourth, come there, score a touchdown, and then it goes to overtime, stopping the Seahawks, but barely on the last drive of the fourth quarter, by the way. Then it goes to overtime, and Josh Jacobs at the three with a 80-yard run around for the game-winning touchdown in overtime. He had 33 carries, 229 yards, average 6.9 on a on a rush, and two touchdowns altogether. He had 303 scrimmage yards. Now, that is what I call elite. And Seattle with a big loss at home. You had the Chargers coming into Arizona, making themselves 6-5. and five. Arizona with a big loss. I, don't, I mean, it clearly... As uh, Kyler Murray came in after the game saying uh, schematically we were down in that game, we were kind of effed. That's what he said, word for word. Cliff Cliff Kingsbury is clearly on the hot seat, and he's going to be fired very soon. 49ers Saints, 49ers do what they should be. I mean, their offense is a little not – I'm not happy with that offense. That offense had some problems. Jimmy G, not so exciting. But that defense shut out the Saints 13-zip. Chiefs do what they're supposed to do, 26-10 to the Rams. Eagles – in a high-scoring game, really, they beat the Packers 40-20, to but the garbage time points, 40-33. Eagles died, had a nice offensive performance. Packers were in there in the first half, but then got swallowed in the third to end the game. And right now, we have a Steelers-Colts game happening. Uh, we have a Steelers-Colts game happening. And right now, the Colts are at their own 43-yard line, just out of the second half, third quarter, 10-01. I got to go with the... Steelers winning the game, but actually, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm leaning actually towards the Colts. I think I predicted the Colts to win, but I don't remember yet at this point, but I think I got to go with the Colts. And as the NFL playoffs get closer, things get much more exciting. Now we'll get into the OBJ drama. And we're going to get much more into it on Thursday night when the Giants will have already met him on Thursday and probably also as well on Friday. Uh, I mean... Do I want him back? I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to have OBJ back in the house. And I'm going to leave it to Joe Shane. Either way it happens, I trust Joe Shane because he's all about seemingly, no, I I could have him wrong. I could be wrong about Joe Shane. But the way he looks... He's not for the monkey business. He's not for being a clown. He doesn't like these clowns. He, he said on the, when he went on WFAN, on the Tiki and Tyranny show, he was being interviewed. And obviously, he's going to say all the right things. But the way he sounded, he said, you could have a great coach who's brilliant. But if he's a jerk and he's going to say he's better than this coach and he's going to be this guy and he's going to be lazy to the players, we don't want him here. And I, I don't know who's going to who's gonna be. And also, 
Let's look at OBJ. When he was on the Giants, he was a total jerk. No doubt about that. He did some stupid stuff. Okay. Browns also. Baker Mayfield's, Baker Mayfield's passing rating was better when he was not there. That's obvious. Then he goes to the Rams, and he sort of redeemed himself in that sense. He's been on three places. Two of them failed. Recent one, good. But the recent one's more powerful than the past one, obviously, because I care more about what happened recently. If, if he was too good on two teams and then bad on the second one, like uh, cancer to the locker room-wise and bad attitude-wise, I don't know if I want him. And I'm going to leave it to Joe Shane. I mean, at this point, why are we getting him, though? Originally, we were going to get him because we have a chance to be in the playoffs. We want to be a threat in the playoffs, and we want to maybe make a run. At this point, the run's floating away. Yeah, so many injuries covering all over you. It's coming clouds over you, clouding over you. At this point, if you get him, you're getting him for long term. That clearly everyone agrees. If you get him, you're getting him long term. And I don't know if it's worth to get him long term at this point. I mean, yes, you do have a lot of catches coming into the next season. So it's a 50-50. I trust Joe Shane on it. It's going to be very interesting to see which team he goes to because it's probably, at this point, I don't think it's the Chiefs. It could be, but I don't think so. I don't think it's the Niners either. I think it's between the Giants for a homecoming. That's what is in his mind. Cowboys to win a Super Bowl. And Bills to also win a Super Bowl. The money is obviously going to be the key factor in all this, so I don't care what BS he tells you. It's going to be the money and only the money. So, I mean, I'm not sure if we should get him or not. It's going to be a rough decision. He actually recently had a story in Miami, which is very interesting and not cool to me because it's like the bad, the best time to have his, it's the worst time to have his immaturity to him. It's a weird story about this whole Miami thing. Let's look into it right now. Miami flight. Let's see what comes up over here. Okay. Police escort NFL player Odell Beckham Jr. off a plane at Miami International Airport. Perfect timing, OBJ. All right. And basically... I don't know the exact story, but from what I've heard is that he was on the plane, he was unconscious, then they asked him to put on a seat, but he didn't. Then they tried to, it didn't work. I don't know how this follows, because if, if I'm sleeping and my friend wants to put a seatbelt on me, even if I don't want it, I'm sleeping, so just put the, the seatbelt on me. I mean, it's that simple. But for some reason, there was some complication over there. I don't know the exact complication. And then he tweeted, never in my life have I experienced what just happened to me. I've seen it all. I mean, one of his other weird stories. I mean, is this adding to that we shouldn't? Like, like, is this another reason why we shouldn't get him? I mean, yeah, he's going to. And he has meetings with all three. He has meetings with the Giants this Thursday and Friday. He has a meeting with the Cowboys on December 5th, which is... Which should be, well, today's November 8th. So, around next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday-ish. And, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be on Monday. Monday's December 5th. So, he has the, the Giants on a, on a, on Friday. He has the Cowboys on December 5th, Monday. And he has the Bills after that. I'm not sure when he's visiting the Bills. And let's hope he doesn't make it to Buffalo. I mean, I'm leaning K. My immaturity side of my Giants fandom wants him on the team. We're going to get into it much faster on Thursday to see how the meeting went and everything. And we have predictions for the next week as the Giants have a massive game in Washington. And if they lose that, lose that game at home with all the injuries, which is very possible, that could be the stamp on the season. We'll see how it works. 
Peace out, everybody. Thanks for coming on every Monday night, Thursday night. We're here. We're going to be having guests twice a month. See you. Peace out, baby. Booyah, kashah.